0: Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. Hear now the word of the Lord. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there he saw two other brothers James son of Zebedee and his brother John they were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets Jesus called them and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him This is the word of God for the people of God, be to God. Our second scripture reading this morning comes from 1 Samuel chapter 3 Verses 1 through 10. Hear now the word of the Lord. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of God for the people of God. Last week we started talking about messages from above or hearing what God is calling you to do or who he's calling you to be. It can be hard to understand how God is working in the world at any given moment, especially in seasons of life where you find yourself struggling, or at the very least, when things aren't going as you'd expect. Last week we saw that that's one of the things that we can learn from John the Baptist. As people called to walk by faith rather than by understanding, we need to be open to the fact that the Holy Spirit often works in unexpected ways. And to remember that if we approach our callings with trust in the Lord, we can find ourselves in the middle of his amazing work in ways that we never would have thought possible. Remember, when John the Baptist trusted Jesus, the sky opened up and God spoke. Indeed, the idea that God can and does work in people's lives before they understand is an incredibly important one. But there's an obvious challenge that's built into it. What happens when our understanding is so lacking that we don't even know what God's call is, let alone how to follow it? Well, that's where we find Samuel in our scripture this morning, so confused that he doesn't even know that it's God who's calling him in the night. Now, I think that it's important and helpful for us to know the people of the Bible fairly well. So here's a quick uh, refresher on Samuel Born into a time when Israel had mostly forgotten about God, he would grow up to be a great prophet and leader and an advisor who would reshape the course of history for the kingdom. When the people begged for a king, it was Samuel who revealed Saul as God's choice and subsequently who led the new king as he reestablished Israel's standing. And then... When the day came that Saul turned away from God, it was Samuel again who identified and anointed David as the new king. After David's battle with Goliath, when Saul becomes envious of the younger man and tries to kill him, we see Samuel once again at the forefront, sheltering David at great risk to his own life. Yet here, in this scripture this morning, We see Samuel as a young boy who doesn't yet know God and who can't figure out who it is that is calling to him in the night. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, it says. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. To say it concisely, the Lord called Samuel before the boy knew him, and the Lord calls us before we know him too. Samuel lived in a world that had mostly forgotten about God, And we too live in a world that's fallen and broken. Even within ourselves, there's a kind of emptiness, an understanding that things are not quite right, that they're not how they're supposed to be. But the magnitude of that truth is simply staggering. Not only are we fallen people in a fallen world, but we're so fallen by default that we can't even recognize that we need saving. We're quick to justify Our actions, to pursue a do as you please sort of mindset in a free for all society. And it's popular to dismiss holiness as just another old idea. But the truth is, that's nothing new. If you watch old movies, or if you read Victorian literature, or if you even go back so far as to pick up an ancient Greek play, you'll find the same sorts of things time and time again the same pursuit of individual desire that you see today. The messages have always been there. The lies have always been proclaimed. On one hand, there's the message that you know what's best, that you should be able to do what you want. And on the other hand, there's this message that competes that says, no, you're not enough. And you know what? Because of that, you don't deserve to be loved. You don't have any place here. And those are the two competing messages, but they exist on opposite extremes. And yet somehow, against all of those temptations, against those terrible, terrible messages, there's another one that cuts through, which says, maybe you don't have all the answers. Maybe you don't know what's best. And if you did, why aren't you ever satisfied? Why isn't it ever enough? And you know what? Even though You don't have all the answers. There's still a place waiting for you. You're still being called into a place where you will be loved and where you are welcomed if you just hear that call. Even before we can hear it over the noise that surrounds us, we feel the need deep in ourselves for the love of God. The grace of the Lord doesn't depend on our own understanding. And thank God for that. He made the world before there was anyone to enjoy it, and he made us before we could ask for it. So why can't we believe that he shows us how much we need him before we realize it ourselves? And more, why can't God begin equipping us for our call before we accept it? In many ways, Samuel was already doing good work Caring for Eli, the last of the judges, and assisting in important matters around the temple, he was doing an apprenticeship, but he didn't yet fully understand who the master truly was. Now, here's a caveat before we continue. I don't think that most people share Samuel's experience of hearing God's call. I can't speak for everyone, not here and certainly not in the world, but I feel confident enough to say that Most of us don't hear God talking to us in an audible manner. In a lot of ways, I think that would make things easier, but at the same time, I think it would also probably be somewhat terrifying if it happened that way. I guess Samuel was young enough, or maybe rational enough, or maybe naive enough to not be afraid, but who knows exactly what was happening there. So here we have Samuel, this young boy who works for a priest And he's asleep one night when he's awoken by a voice. Samuel, it calls. Well, because part of Samuel's job is to take care of this old man who's nearly blind, he gets up and goes to him to see what he needs. Here I am, the voice says, you called me. The old prophet, presumably somewhat grumpy from being awoken in the middle of the night for no reason, says, no, I didn't. Go back to bed. Well, maybe he dreamed that someone called his name. It happens to the best of us. So Samuel went back to his bed and lied down again. Samuel, he hears the call again. This time he was sure that he'd heard his name, so he gets up and he hurries once again to his master. Here I am. You called me. Maybe a little bit concerned at this point, Eli responds, son, I didn't call you everything's all right, go back to bed. Well, it's strange, but I guess it's not impossible that this might have been a dream too. Maybe it was just one of those nights. And so it's back to bed. Samuel, this has to be some kind of joke at this point. The old man must have been messing with him or maybe he'd finally lost it after all of those years. But the boy got up diligently and went back to his master one more time. If this was a game, it was old, and he was tired of it, and yet still he went and said, here I am, you called me. And then it's like a light bulb clicks on for the prophet, and he realized that something important was happening. It's not me, he told the boy, but go back and lie down. And when you hear it again, I want you to say this, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Even though Samuel had misunderstood the first, second, and third times he heard himself being called, God continued to call him because his love is persistent and his invitation is good. He knew at the start of all of this what Samuel was meant for. And he knew that the confused boy could do great things because he made him for great things. And so he continued to extend that invitation, that calling, until it was finally heard. See, God was calling Samuel into a life that was so much bigger than where he was, a life that would see him walking with kings and guiding the future of God's people. And so God continued to call out to him. It's kind of the same thing with the fisherman that we read about earlier, called by Jesus. It would have been crazy for them to drop everything and follow a stranger, but their lives were so much bigger because they did. Now the weird part of Samuel's story, besides the whole voice in the night part, is that Samuel could have continued running back to Eli all night if the prophet hadn't figured out what was going on. Think about how differently Israel's story could have been if Eli had just told the boy to cut it out, stay in bed, and let him sleep. But at the same time, it's really not all that crazy to think that God would use one person to illuminate the calling of another. And if you take one thing away from this morning's message, I hope it's this, that God often, maybe more often than not, uses other people to help us understand his call. I know that this is true for me in my own life. You know, I've relied so heavily on mentors over the years. When I first heard the call to ministry, I was in middle school, but I shrugged it off quickly. It nagged at me through high school, but I was set on getting a quote-unquote real job, like engineering, which is why I started as an electrical engineering major in college. But after a year of that, I found myself unfulfilled and constantly worrying about where I was headed Well, I'd just started going to the Wesley Foundation at Texas A and M, so I decided I'd go in and see the campus minister. That seemed like the sort of thing that uh, I should do. And so we sat down in his office and he asked me what was going on, and so I told him without any or without any overstatement whatsoever, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with my life and I'm completely lost. We talked for a while, and eventually in the conversation, I made a comment like, well, I thought about going into ministry, but I obviously can't do that. And he interrupted me and said, why not? Why not? God's call had been there for years, but for some reason or another, I couldn't ever seem to grasp it. I couldn't embrace it. But when someone who was beginning to be a mentor to me asks that simple question, Gently guiding me in the right direction, I began to encounter God in a whole new, more complete sort of way. God uses other people to help us understand him all the time. In Scripture, Eli was the one who God used first to interpret the message and then to guide young Samuel. Now, if you've ever heard the story of Samson, the judge and mighty warrior whose strength was stolen when his hair was cut by Delilah, then you may be interested to know that Eli, in this story, is the leader who followed Samson as a judge. He had a long history serving as the high priest and judge of Israel, and it was his experience with God's work through the years that allowed him to understand what was happening to Samuel that night. It says that Samuel did not yet know the Lord, but Eli by then had had a lifetime of experiences. This is one of the reasons that having Christian friends and mentors is such an important part of life in the church. While God's work might be confusing or hard to see, there are people all around us who've experienced callings and life-changing grace, and each of them can bring a unique perspective to help us see the bigger picture. Our relationships with God are dynamic. They grow over time and they're constantly being renewed throughout our lives. And it's likely that we'll stumble or encounter confusion at some point or another during that process. But there are people in the church, in this church and in the larger church, who have different gifts. People who can help you see how God is present in ways that you might not see otherwise. And that is a blessing. That's a blessing beyond belief. But just seeing God's work isn't enough. You have to respond to it. If the fishermen had just heard Jesus calling and hadn't left their boats, well then hearing wouldn't have been worth a whole lot. In the same way, if Eli had realized what was going on with Samuel and just explained to him, oh, you're being called by the Most High God, creator of everything and deliverer of our people— That probably would have just further confused the young boy. But where Eli could understand because he was experienced, he could also offer guidance because he was wise. We believe that walking with God creates a very real change in a person's life, and a person who's spent years listening to and obeying the Lord will be very different from when they began. Experience comes from seeing God's work, but wisdom comes from responding to it and participating in it. So here's my message to you. For those of you who are young in your faith, who find yourselves with questions or confusion, and for those of you who are struggling to hear God's call or see God's work in your life, whatever point you're at, don't be afraid to seek counsel from the Christians around you, from the mature Christians here who love you, And for those of you who've walked with the Lord for a long time, who've spent your lives chasing after him, don't be afraid to offer advice and guidance. Your wisdom is so valuable, and trust me, it can make a real difference. Even something as simple as the question why or why not can change someone's life just like that. This is true for all of us. We all have to be willing to both give and, and receive advice, because we're all children of God and we're all running the same race. And finally, no matter how perceptive the explanations or how keen the advice, none of it has any meaning if you're not willing to follow. As Christians, we hear Jesus calling us out from wherever we are to follow him. We have to ask then, will we stay where we are, safe like fishermen in a familiar boat or like a boy in a bed at night? Or will we have faith and become fishers of men who experience the love of God and then go to spread the good news that we found? When we respond to God's calling with faith, when we trust that he's calling us to something good, then we can become changed into the people that he always wanted us to be. We can become the people that we were designed to be. And like Samuel, when we hear and listen to God, when we trust and follow him, we're taking the first steps down a long, life-changing journey. Samuel walked with kings and saved a nation. And we have to ask, where will our journeys go? So go from here this morning looking for God's work, and don't be afraid to ask for help if you can't seem to find it. And if you look at someone else and see a gift that they can't, if you see something amazing happening that someone might be missing, don't be afraid to tell them. We walk with and guide one another because we know that there's strength in a community of faith and because we want everyone around us to experience the same good news and saving grace of the gospel that we have. So go and share it. Show it to everyone that you meet. And as you go, don't shy away from people who are showing you how God is working, because they are a blessing. Amen.